Hello, my Rebels. Very special interview with Christine Anderson. You might remember that name. She's the German member of the European Parliament who visited Canada to meet with some conservative MPs and was condemned. She was condemned as vile and not welcome in Canada by Pierre Polyev's office. Of course, the liberal media piled on too. Well, we'll set the record straight. I think you'll find this an interesting interview, but I'd encourage you to become a video subscriber, not just the audio podcast, but what we call Rebel News Plus. It's a video version of the show. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com, click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month, no big deal, but it adds up for us. That's how we pay the bills here. So please go to rebelnewsplus.com and click subscribe. All right, here's today's podcast. Tonight, a feature interview with Christine Anderson, the member of the European Parliament condemned by Pierre Polyev, as well as Justin Trudeau. This is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious bug. A few months ago, there was a shocking cancel culture moment an attack on conservative MPs. But the attack didn't come just from the left-wing media. It came from the conservative leader's office, too. Pierre Polyev's staff put out a press release denouncing his own MPs, including Leslin Lewis, for meeting with a scandalous woman from Germany, a member of the European Parliament named Christine Anderson. The statement from Polyev's office, which was not signed by himself, but put out by his office, said that she was vile and that her views had no place in Canada, that indeed she herself was not even welcome in this country. It was shocking. The language itself closely tracked the cancel culture language typically used by Justin Trudeau, Jagmeet Singh, or the regime media. Leslie Lewis and the other MPs are obedient, as I suppose you have to be when you're in a political team and they quickly disassociated themselves. But who is Christine Anderson? What did she do? And why did the Conservative Party leader, or at least his staff, sound like a woke college junior engaging in a, a tantrum after being triggered? Well, as it so happens, Christine Anderson is back in Canada, and she'll be with me for the next half hour talking about these and other things. Christine Anderson, welcome back to Canada. Thank you for having me back. Well, it's a pleasure, and uh, I bumped into you uh, at an event, and uh, we both remarked that it's actually interesting that you were not kept out, given the, exactly. given the language used. Uh, I, I think most of the attacks on you were actually the, most, the sharpest attack was by the Conservative Party. I, don't, I, I think that the Liberals did chime in, but you are a member of the European Union. You are a, an elected uh, official from Germany. It would actually be a diplomatic incident if you were kept out, wouldn't it be? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. And I think that's why they opted not to actually do keep me out. Um, and truth be told, I mean, what are they really bringing against me, you know? It's like all kind of slander and labeling me with names and, you know, any kind of ism you can think in a book, they have in a book. So um, it's like, but that just goes to show how very desperate they are. 
if they have to resort to measures like that, you know, just slandering people left and right. Mm. Um, I mean, they don't know the first thing about me. They don't know what I've done. They don't mm. know where I've been and uh, what I actually fight for and stand for. Mm. Um, they just see that I'm questioning the politically desired narrative, that I'm calling out the globalitarian elites uh, on their uh, despicable agenda they're trying to push on people. And that's uh, what they're actually uh, opposed to. So, um, but they couldn't really very well tell the people, well, we don't want her talking because she's telling the truth and she's exposing, uh, is exposing a lot of things. So they, of course, have to slander me. So um, in the hopes that people will actually fall for it and uh, won't even listen to what I have to say since I'm such a vile person, right? But um, I guess it didn't work, mm -hmm. did it now? Well, and I, I want to remind our viewers, because I've interviewed you a few times when you were in either Brussels, where the European Parliament is, or, or from Germany, and I just want to remind our viewers how we first came to know you. You were standing up for Canadian civil liberties during the trucker convoy. Here, let's just play a clip of one of your passionate speeches that got a lot of attention over here. And I can understand why Justin Trudeau hates you, but it was more of a surprise that Pierre Polyev would condemn you. Here, let's take a look. Based on Article 195, I doubt that it would have been more appropriate for Mr. Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, to address this House according to Article 144, an article which was specifically designed to debate violations of human rights, democracy, and the rule of law, which is clearly the case with Mr. Trudeau. Then again, a prime minister who openly admires the Chinese basic dictatorship who tramples on fundamental rights by persecuting and criminalizing his own citizens as terrorists just because they dared to stand up to his perverted concept of democracy should not be allowed to speak in this house at all. Mr. Trudeau, you are a disgrace for any democracy. Please spare us your presence. Thank you. I thought that was very stirring, and so I'm not surprised that you came to Canada and were warmly welcomed by those Conservative MPs. I know, for example, Leslin Lewis herself was one of the first Conservative MPs to go out and meet with the truckers, so I'm sure she found common cause with you. I know Leslin Lewis a little bit, and I know she's obviously not a racist. She's a woman of color herself. I know she's very um, thoughtful and nuanced. The idea that she would be hosting a meeting with a hater or a bigot is unthinkable. Um, tell me, how did you come to go to that meeting with Leslie Lewis and the other Conservative MPs? Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? I mean, it's common for different elected officials to mix and mingle, either at formal events or through parliamentary associations or exchanges. How did you come to that meeting in Ottawa? Well, um, the, the tour in Canada was planned for me. And um, the staff that was, you know, taking care of this, dealing with all, all of this, they actually set up that meeting. And I was, you know, thrilled to, to meet, you know, fellow parliamentarians uh, uh, of Canada. And um, I will have to say we had a, a, an extremely lovely time, mm -hmm. you know, talking about all kinds of things. And at no point um, was any of the three MEPs, you know, uh, disgusted at what I said. Mm -hmm. On the contrary, you mm -hmm. know, we were uh, actually agreeing on a lot of things. And um, yeah, so uh, I was a little surprised uh, then the next day, you know, that statement was put out. 
but um, I'm, I'm kind of used to that by now. I mean, in Germany, it's, it's probably worse uh, than here in Canada, uh, especially being a member of the party that I'm a member mm -hmm. of, the AFD. So um, I didn't pay too much mind, you know. Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, well, here we go again. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but it just, like I said, it just goes to show how desperate they are. Mm -hmm. You know, they desperately need to shut me down or mm -hmm. shut my party down uh, because we are... Um, yeah, we are we are exposing them. You know, uh, we'll talk in a minute more about the uh, the party, the AFD, which stands for Alternative for Deutschland or Alternative for Germany. Um, I want to talk about uh, you in particular because I think what happened is there's a liberal war room dirty trickster named Warren Kinsella, who wrote uh, a uh, series of uh, factual stretches or half truths about the AFD, he couldn't find a single thing that you had allegedly said or done. So he, he, it was such a reach, it was actually really embarrassing that the Toronto Sun newspaper published it. And, um, and then that was jumped, like it was, it was a lie planted by a Liberal Party operative that was then picked up by the Conservative Party and used against Conservative MPs. It was so embarrassing, the amateur yeah. hour in the Conservatives. But here's one thing that I've mentioned to our viewers, and I'd like you to confirm it. Here in Canada, Justin Trudeau and his staff sometimes calls his political enemies Nazis. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm Jewish myself, but Gerald Butts, Justin Trudeau's senior advisor, called me a Nazi, which is a disgrace <laughs> that he would say so. It's a form of anti-Semitism, actually. I yeah. think to call it you a Nazi, but it's used as a weapon. It's used yes, as it an is. insult. In Germany itself, and correct me if I'm wrong, because mm -hmm. I've done some research, but you would know, being a Nazi, supporting Nazism, flying the swastika, promoting the Nazi philosophy, it's actually a crime. Yes, it is. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Um, so, and my point so, for mentioning that is, the one thing we know about you is that you could not be a Nazi. Exactly. You could be a hundred other things, exactly. but you couldn't be a Nazi exactly. because a Nazi couldn't be right. elected. A Nazi would be in jail right. in Germany. Right. Um, it, it's also, I mean, to trivialize the Holocaust, you know, or call it question, uh, or question anything pertaining to the Holocaust or, you know, denying it or whatever. That is actually, yes, it is punishable by law. It is a crime. And uh, flying the swastika, as you said, you know, um, that's an absolute no-go. So, um, in fact, but, but they're, they're still labeling people as Nazis, you know, and that is a very, very uh, sharp sword, if you want, yeah. if you will. So um, they're using it as a weapon, as you say. The thing is just this, um, if I'm being labeled a Nazi, you know, and let's say young people look at me, mm -hmm. you know, not knowing anything about me. Mm -hmm. And they go, okay, she is a Nazi? Well, if she is a Nazi, to what conclusion, what conclusion will they have to arrive at? Mm -hmm. That if that is a Nazi, well, maybe they weren't all that bad after yeah. all. That is what the trivialization of Nazi yeah. Germany and Nazis is all about. Yeah, and Trudeau does that a lot. And yeah, I but if you label purpose. people left and right mm -hmm. as Nazis, that's how you trivialize. Yeah. The ho horrific and despicable atrocities the true Nazis inflicted yeah. upon people. I think that's a tactic by the Trudeaus of this world to call everyone a Nazi, 
and it and it diminishes the Nazis. It's like well, it's like a knife that's overused well, it, to become like, dull. No, it's like the left. They have been very successful mm -hmm. in. I mean, think Nazis. It, it's abbreviation it, it, for national socialists. Yeah, yeah. We're speaking about n n socialists here, but they've been very successful in reframing national socialism mm -hmm. into right-wing right. extremists. Isn't that a great That's point? That's what, exactly. So, I mean, but you can, you can look whether it was Nazi Germany, whether it was communism, Soviet Union, China. These are all totalitarian regimes, mm -hmm. point blank. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, you know? But like I said, um, and what is really disturbing is um, a lot of people nowadays, they think or they scream loudest, never again, and you know, fight the beginnings and all of this. They wouldn't recognize the beginnings if it jumped up and bit them in their faces. They have no clue. So if you do not look at how was it possible, what steps were taken, how was it implemented, how will you be able to fight mm -hmm. it off when it happens again? Yeah. So but even doing that, you know, if I were to point out, well, that's how it started back then, you know, I'm being accused of trivializing the Holocaust. Mm. You know, there were a lot of things during the lockdowns and the pandemics that were authoritarian. The div yes. division of people, the yes. putting people into a kind of ghetto yes. if they were unvaccinated, demonizing minorities. Exactly. Um, Scapegoating them, whatever. Using medical doctors to, to push politics. A lot of these things were actually the tools yes. the Nazis used. And to even mention that was to, they would call you anti-Semitic yes. if you pointed out, well, the Nuremberg trials, yes. the doctor, the Nazi doctor trials were about never right. imposing medicine on people without their informed consent. So it's quite funny that the people who throw the word Nazi around were actually turning a blind eye to Nazi-style tactics exactly. that were used during the lockdowns. Exactly. And the thing is just this. I mean, Nazi Germany did not start out by rounding up people and transporting them off to camps. That was the end game, mm -hmm. the end play. Mm -hmm. It started with little incremental steps. Mm -hmm. So first Jews were not allowed to sit on certain benches anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the big deal? They can sit on other benches, right? You know, this rationalizing of these steps. Mm -hmm. Then they weren't allowed to own pets anymore. Well, you don't need a pet to, you know, to get along. What's the big deal? So and this is what we have been seeing in the last three years. People kept rationalizing these utterly ridiculous measures and infringements on fundamental rights. You know, well, it's, it's not all that bad, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we can do the for four. It's only for four weeks, mm -hmm. only for two months, whatever. Mm -hmm. This constant rationalizing, you know, but it's little steps, one at a time. You get people used to a certain situation and then, you know, you proceed and you proceed. And before you know it, yeah, guess what? You find yourself in a fully blown totalitarian regime mm -hmm. and you might not have even noticed because mm -hmm. people go along. That's, uh, yeah, that, that's how it comes about. That's how it works. And if you don't have your guards up, and if you don't do not recognize those mechanisms and those signs, then you have no defense yeah. against it. You know, a lot of the attacks against you were actually attacks against AFD or Alternative for Deutschland, your party. Um, I've been in Germany and I met some AFD people. The party's been around for about a decade or a little bit more, I think. Ten and, years this year. And um, I think you have about 10% of the, the German parliament 
mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So that's proportionately more than our NDP party or our block cable. Those are just parties our viewers would know. So you're not the dominant party, but you're a, you would be a bigger player in the coalitions there than the NDP is here. You have about 300 officials in various, you know, local or right. state. So, you know, 300 elected officials, 10% of the parliament. It's not a it's not a dominant party, but it's it's a fairly substantial party that's been around. Yes, yes. I don't it think is. Canadians, or at least I mean, I don't think Canadians know anything about the AFD. But the critics who were smearing it as some extremist right. crazy thing, I think yeah. they just simply don't know. Uh, well, it's actually kind of interesting. So my party really started out, it was founded in 2013, uh, Euro critics and EU critics, you know, that got us labeled as enemies of Europe. Yeah, so they we said to the Brexiteers too. We are not enemies of Europe. I love Europe. My party loves Europe. The EU. Mm -hmm is the enemy of Europe, mm. because they level it all. They want us all to be, you know, look at a lot of people, they actually envy us, you know, to be Europeans. We live on this rather small continent with so many languages, so many cultures, and, and so a rich history, you know, in each and every uh, country in Europe. And uh, what they're doing, they want us to be all the same somehow, you know, get rid of our national identity, of our cultural identity, uh, for the greater good, of course, you know, which is this, the Europe they dream of. Mm -hmm. But um, the EU, it is not an EU for the people, by the people. It is actually a Europe for the globalitarian elites, mm -hmm. by the globalitarian elites. That, that's the thing. So, um, and I think, you know, it's funny, I was trying to think of a Canadian analogy to your party. The People's Party of Canada is sort of there, although they don't have any seats. They're, so they're critics of open borders immigration, they're critics of the World Economic Forum and globalism. Exactly. They're, they're a kind of yes. people's party. And I think yeah. that when I was looking at the criticisms of the AFD that were thrown against you, I think that was it. They were upset that you weren't in favor of mass immigration and that you were upset against, you were... So that you were strong for the separation of mosque and state. I think a lot of people support those views here in Canada too, even if our right. political class, maybe that's the thing. People yeah. in Germany, there is a party that has 10% right. of the seats that right. says those things. In Canada, none of the main parties right. even talk about open right. borders, immigration, or right. the separation of mosque and state. They just don't yeah. talk about it. I know, but you know what? Looking at all these things, there is a common denominator in all the countries where parties like my party or uh, the uh, CCP is, is coming about, um, the common denominator is we do not buy into the narrative. We expose the narrative, we expose the agenda, which their agenda has nothing to do with freedom, democracy, and the rule of law. On the contrary, it's about disenfranchising people, removing the democratic process further and further away from the people. They do not want political uh, political accountability anymore. That's really a pain in the neck to them, you know, because they cannot just do whatever the heck they want to do. Mm. So um, if you look at these countries, you uh, or these parties in these various countries, they're all facing the exact same thing. They're being vilified, they're being called Nazis, they're being called extremists, transphobes, xenophobes, the whole shebang. And plus you have all this framing going on, you know? Mm -hmm. Up until, what, a few years ago, it was 
absolutely normal that a country would protect its national borders. Mm -hmm. What's the point of a national border? Is so the people inside can live freely and be safe at the same time. But once you tear down these national borders, no longer control them, and just anyone can walk in, you know, then you will have to erect all kinds of borders within that mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. What we are seeing in Germany, you know, they're fencing off the Christmas markets now because some idiots think they can get on a truck and just, you know, smash up the people for no reason whatsoever, you know? So these are things that are happening. And uh, a national border, in essence, is nothing more than your locked door at your home. Hmm. You, we wouldn't leave it unlocked and let anyone walk in, right? Yeah. Why should it be different with a national border? But the framing now is borders kill, Nation, you understand? So, and if you repeat it often enough, you know. Borders kill, that's the, that's yeah, the slogan yeah, out there? Yeah, borders kill. I've never heard that. I, 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 it's ridiculous. In Germany, it's like, yeah, borders kill. The left, they want to tear them all down, you know, oh. one, uh, no borders, no nations kind hmm. of thing. Yeah, that's, borders that's kill. I would be excited to, I, I'm surprised he hasn't started to use that. Language. I know, I, but, but no one in their right mind uh, would think that like a fence around a kindergarten would kill yeah, yeah you know it's ridiculous yeah you know one of the things that bothered me was that uh, some of the jewish community groups in canada lashed out at you with no facts and they were just again falling into the uh, knee-jerk smear people and my understanding of the afd and i want to check with you is that if anything it's a pro-israel party and it's an anti-anti-semitic yeah. anti party that's what I think. Can you clarify? Is that the case? That is absolutely the case. It absolutely is the case. Um, see, the thing is this. They need to label us anti-Semites um, to justify them lashing out at us. They cannot just say, well, we kind of hate that party because they're exposing us liars. They can't say that. So they need to come up with other reasons. You know, so it's like, Take your pick, you know, mm -hmm. transphobe, xenophobe, uh, mm -hmm. uh, enemies of Europe, and as a, the whole shebang, they're mm -hmm. pulling this, you know. And um, if you keep people, you know, in a hamster wheel, you know, having to work like, what, two, three jobs now to make ends meet, and now with inflation, it's even worse. In Germany, we opted to cut down our power supply altogether hmm. by shutting down all of the nuclear power plants, right? I mean, idiocy, right? Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people really don't know how to make ends meet anymore. But, I mean, you cannot vote for AFD, right? Because they're this, that, and the other. That's kind of like how it works, yeah. You know, it really bothered me when the Jewish community groups piled on. Because the one, I mean, I, I've talked to you a few times, I've interviewed you, I've followed you, and I, and I feel like I know you as well as I know any foreign politician. But the one thing I do know is that you could not be in public life. And the AFD would not have 300 elected officials and 10 years track record if the if the anti-semitic smear was true that that's the one thing we know about germany is they wouldn't allow that because it's a crime exactly but i, I, I mean, mean i'm embarrassed by how you were treated i mean it, it's not oh, just don't man be. well I, don't be. but let me ask you this i mean it was no, shocking I mean, to see pierre Pauli of the leader of the conservative party discipline lesson lewis who's a real important right. part of the coalition and the other MPs too. Right. Let me ask you, and without giving away confidences, I don't want you to get anyone in trouble, but did any of the MPs or the staff who met with you 
did they apologize for this? Did they say, I'm sorry, we just have to go along with this because our party leader is cracking the whip? Like, did any of them acknowledge that what was being said and done to you was unfair and the pack of lies? Or did they just go silent? One of them did. One of them did which? Yes. One of them apologized or, or reset you see? Yes. All right, I won't ask who, even though I'm curious. And I won't say, but... And what did this person say, roughly? Well, that person was just uh, as surprised that, yeah. you know, what all, all the things that they, you know, went down were going on. Mm -hmm. um, that person acknowledged that we did have a good time and it was very interesting having, mm -hmm. you know, discussions and, uh, yeah. So, uh, but you know what, the thing is this, um, so really don't be embarrassed that they treated me this way because um, that I actually exposed them, mm -hmm. you know? And it was like, these idiots, seriously? Uh, I mean, you know, they were trying to shut me down, but it will pull, they were actually pulling a, a huge Barbara Streisand effect on me. Yeah. I mean, you know, there probably isn't a single person in Canada now that doesn't know who Christine Anderson is, mm. you know? And these idiots made it all possible, you know? Mm. I mean, making the national news and being actually, you know, mentioned in the Canadian Parliament. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously? Mm. But, you know, just goes to show, yeah, I, I was actually, when, once that all started, I was, I was having the time of my life just well, you've got watching to how it then, went down because it, you know there is you know there's a saying all publicity is good publicity but i don't believe that i think that some things some lies um if they yeah. travel far enough they can stick yeah but the thing is this um you know as, as i said it before we may not be able to force them to, to tell the truth but we may but we are certainly able to force them to lie even more blatantly hmm. and that's what they did it was so blown out of proportion, mm -hmm. you know, and any person with half a brain mm -hmm. saw just through that crap. Mm -hmm. And that actually, you know, they will, it will have the, the opposite effect, hmm. you know, so kind of like you, the underdog kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see how it goes. You're back in Canada, which was a, a surprise to me. What are you doing in Canada? Why do you, do you have a special interest in Canada now? I mean, you, you took an interest in the trucker convoy. A lot of people around the world did. Um, is Canada your beat now? Did, are you here on a vacation? Why did you come back? Well, first of all, I love Canada. I've really come uh, to, to really appreciate Canada, uh, especially the, the Freedom Truckers. And um, whatever opportunity I get to, to meet with them, and, you know, I've, uh, I'm just all for it. Um, but this time it was, it was really uh, to meet Jordan B. Peterson, which oh. I had the pleasure of uh, of doing so last night and because uh, he really is uh, gosh I'm actually lacking the words to um, to explain what what he actually did mm -hmm. you know just standing up not taking any of this mm -hmm. and uh, at a personal risk by the way you know mm -hmm. they can shut him down they you know threaten to to uh, take away his license and yeah. you know do all of that but still he wouldn't go for it he wouldn't give in and that is actually, uh, that takes a lot of courage. And uh, yeah, I admire people like that. And uh, the first time I came across him, that was like when he started talking about the, the uh, Bill C-16, yeah. it was. And I, I was just, it was just amazing, just listening to him, you know, and how he carries himself. And what I find most astonishing is, um, I'm pretty sure you noticed that last night too, 
you can actually watch him think yeah. as he speaks, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, that is just, gosh, he is awesome. He yeah. really is amazing. And I'm really glad I got the chance to meet him. And uh, so that kind of prompted me to come over again. Hmm. And uh, but since I'm here, you know, might as well meet up with lovely, lovely people like yourself or, you know, other uh, uh, people. So, yeah, I just love Canada and uh, they actually will have to forbid me from coming back yeah. because otherwise I will be back. Well, I hope you have a chance to do some tourist things, too. I mean, um, wintertime in Canada, there is winter fun, skiing and whatnot. But I think the, the spring and the summer, there's a lot of lovely places. I hope you have a chance to take in some tourism, too. Listen, it's a pleasure to talk with you in person. We've talked via Skype before. It's good to learn a little bit about the background. And I'm glad that at least one of the conservatives who met with you reached out to, to acknowledge that that what they were doing um, under duress was not the right way to treat you. Yeah. I would encourage our viewers to look into the alternative for Deutschland, the AFD. That yeah, we actually hit in the polls the 20 mark, 20% uh, mark. Well, isn't that interesting? Because Justin Trudeau in the latest poll, only 20% of Canadians say he deserves re-election. 80% say he should not be re-elected. So the AFD is just as popular in Germany as Justin Trudeau Good. is in Canada. It's just interesting for you. I would encourage uh, our viewers to look into the AFD themselves because the lies that were thrown against you, because yeah. I knew a little bit about the AFD, because I'd met some AFD people in Germany when I was there a few years ago, and because I knew that I knew a little bit about it, I thought the attacks on you were outrageous to begin with. Yeah. And the fact that they were mouthed by the leader of the opposition yes. was just astonishing. Well, listen, enjoy the rest of your time in Canada. And thanks very much for spending some time with us. Thanks for having me. It's my and great I will. pleasure. There you have it. From all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night and keep fighting for freedom.